As we all know, we're approaching the holy holiday of Hanukkah, and I want to share with you a thought I had. I saw this this past week, and I think it's a very nice concept that will help answer many questions that have to do with what the war that we were a part of during Hanukkah all about. So first we'll raise a couple of questions, and then we'll we'll share with you the idea that I saw that answers these questions. And through that, we could see what Hanukkah is really all about. Question number one is, there seems to be a major discrepancy between how the Gemara explains what Hanukkah is all about and the way the Rambam brings the Halacha down. Now, just to give you some background, usually the Rambam, when he brings down the Halacha, it's one-to-one from the Gemara. So he even uses the same text, the same Lashon, that one sees in the Gemara. However, over here we see a major discrepancy because when the Gemara, the Gemara in Shabbos that talks about Hanukkah and asks, what's Hanukkah all about? My Hanukkah, it answers and goes in depth to explain the miracle that was witnessed with the Shemen, the Pacha Shemen, meaning the Hashmonayim came into the base of Mikdash after it was totally, became impure from the from the Greeks, from the Yavanim, and and they really went out of their way to find Pachashem and Tahor that was pure, meaning it had to have the stamp that it was pure still. And they looked, looked, finally they found it. And the miracle happened that it lasted, they, they used it for, for lighting up the Menorah, and it lasted for eight days. And eight days is the amount of days they needed in order, that's the time it took to create new oil, to go to the place, get the olives and, and make new pure oil. So, that's what the Gemara says. However, the Rambam goes in depth to explain that the miracle was that there were many, and we, in the war, there were many people, and we were barely any people, and it goes in depth to say how the, the Hanukkah is all about the war, that we won the war. And then at the end it says, and the main thing is, also the miracle of this Pach of Shemen, the oil they found. So why is the Rambam going into such length to explain to us about the war, whereas the Gemara doesn't? As well, we see that when we daven in Shmonesa, there's an addition of Alanisim over there, it almost only talks about the war. It barely gives a little bit of a, adds the idea of Pach Hashemen. But when we think Hashem, we think Him from the war. So too is in, in Benchim, Bilkas Amazon. We, we just, pretty much talk about the war, and we barely, maybe we have a little hint to the, to the miracle of the Pach Hashemen. So what's going on over here? So there are several answers to this question. I want to raise another answer that was a Chiddush to me, and I want to share it with you. The answer I saw is actually based on a perush that was written on Megillat Esther by the Balan Esivas. It's called Megillat Starim. In Megillat Starim, he explains over there that throughout the history of the Jewish people, our enemies, meaning the Goyim, always realized that there is something special about Am Yisrael, about the Jewish people, and their connection to Hashem and the Sefer Torah. And that's, if you look in the Gemara Navoida Zaradav Chesi, you can see it's, it, it's a big proof over there that they did hold of Am Yisrael and the Torah. And they realized that the only way they can, they can overcome us is by making us sin and making us making us do a various sin and making us impure. And we see this, he says over there in the preface to Megillat's time, 
You see this already from the beginning when we were in Egypt. It says over there, in, What does that mean? It, does, it means, literally, they made us bad people. Because they realized the only way they can beat us is by making us bad. Meaning making us sin. Making us impure. And that's exactly what the war in Hanukkah was all about. Because they didn't care really about killing us. They cared about us, about us spiritually. They did not want us to be pure. And that's why they made many decrees that we were not allowed to learn Torah. We weren't allowed to do a bris milah. We weren't allowed to keep Shabbos. All those things, learn Torah, all those things they didn't allow us to do. Because that's what was important for them. That's why Hanukkah is all about, it's a spiritual holiday, whereas Purim, they really wanted to kill us, so that's more of a physical holiday. That's why we have a feast, we have the Seuda, and we drink wine, etc. Now, now that we said all this, we can understand that Bnei Israel, the Jewish people, the Chashmonaim, they realized that the war was all about that they wanted to make us impure. Meaning there wouldn't have been a war if we stopped learning Torah and we, we didn't do any mitzvahs. But because we didn't, that is what the war was all about. And therefore the Hashemoyim, the Jewish people, they said, that's it. Once they won the war, they went out of their way, they went to the base of Mikdash, and they wanted to make it pure. And even though the Me'ikar Adin, which means the real letter of the lies, that one is permitted when one needs to, when one is required, one is permitted to light the menorah with oil that is in, that became impure. But they realized because the war, everything's about being pure. They want to be extra, extra pure to the most extreme. And they went out of their way and they searched and searched and searched until they finally found a little tin of of oil. And with that olive oil, they lit the menorah, and because HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw how hard we worked to search for that, how important it was for us, even though we didn't really need to do that, we didn't need to take those actions and look for, for pure oil, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that we did that, and, and He made a big miracle that it'll last for eight days. And by the way, that also explains why Dafka and Hanukkah, we have this very unique situation that we, Chazal gave us, the sages gave us another way of doing the mitzvah, because everyone knows that really the, mo the, the basic mitzvah is just to light one candle every night. But we all do something that we don't see in any other holiday, we don't see in any other mitzvah. Something that's called mehadrin mina mehadrin, the best extraordinary way to do the mitzvah, which is we light one the first day, then two the next day, and so on until we reach eight. Why? Because it's the same idea that in Hanukkah we went out of our way to do more than what is required, and also Hashem did the same for us. Now, the Cheshmonaim realized that the war is all about us being pure, and therefore they found it right that we have to fight even more than what we really need, because we, the whole battle was about being pure and, not, and refraining from doing Averis. Because when we do Averis, we're disconnected from HaKadosh Bohu. And that's exactly how we, we, we can understand what's happening here. And we can see the Rambam has explained to us that the war and the miracle of the oil is the same thing. But the oil is the epitome of this whole... It represents the, it's the epitome of the fight against the Greeks. Because the whole fight against the Greeks, the Yevanim, was about that we want to stay pure, connected to Hashem with Torah and Mitzvahs. And that's why the Gemara only says the whole, the epitome of the, of the Chag, which is the idea of the Nespach Hashemen. And the Rambam explains that it's all one thing and we also, it's together with the war. So it all fits together. I would like to end with a story, a true story that happened during the Holocaust. 
that I think we can learn a lot from because this whole idea of Hanukkah is going the extra mile to do Ratzon Hashem even more than what we need to do, especially when it comes to spiritual spirituality and, and being pure and raising our families in a pure fashion so that we'll be connected to Hashem, which obviously means refraining from doing sins and doing mitzvahs. So the following story happened in the Holocaust when the Rebbe Mibolozhov stood in one of those shacks that they had over there with hundreds of Jewish people that they're risking their life in order to perform the mitzvah of Hanukkah. They found an old shoe, they took the shoelace out and they found some very oily black shoe polish. They put that stuff into the shoe because the basic law says that anything can be used to, to, to light to light a menorah and they put the shoelace in, in that shoe polish and they and uh, the Rebbe Mibolozhov lit the candle and everyone's there in anticipation being very quiet and he says the first bracha and everyone says Amen which is Lahad Likner Shel Chanukah then he says the second bracha where you could tell that everyone was about to burst into tears davening Tashem from the deepness of their hearts, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should do for us also miracles, just like in those days, Hashem helped us w- w- beat the Greeks, the Yavanim, and also too, we should be let out, that Hashem should redeem us. And then, before he said the last blessing, the last bracha, which was Shechianu, he searched around the crowd, as if he was looking for something, and there was a couple of moments, of silence, and then he went on to say the third bracha, which is Shecheyanu v'Kiyanu v'Yanu l'Azmanazeh, that we thank Hakadosh Baruch that we merited to reach this stage of performing the mitzvah. Okay, after he finished, comes up to him one of the Jews that didn't strike one as the most religious person, but he comes up to to this Rabbi Belozhov, and he says the following: I understand why we said the two blessings. He says, but I don't understand. How did the Rav, how did the Rabbi, how did you say the last bracha, the last blessing? Are we really supposed to thank Hashem that we're, we're living and we're over here? It's a crazy situation. It might even be better to, to, to die. This is the crazy situation we're in. It might even be easier to die. So the Rav answered him. He looked, at his, himself, uh, he looked closely to, into his eyes and he said, My son, you're asking a good question. Even I myself was thinking about the same question, if you've noticed, as I took a bit of a couple of seconds there to think about if I should say the, the blessing or not. So I looked, I looked for the, for the Rebbe McCloysberg to ask him if I should say the bracha. But I didn't see him. But as I was looking for him, I searched and I saw in the room all the eyes that were literally couldn't wait for me to say the next blessing and look how much they, as if they were yearning for this mitzvah to, to, to happen and to say the blessing so it was obvious to me from their looks that of course that Bnei Yisrael are so holy that despite the crazy situation we're in they, they, would, they did want they did feel in a certain sense that they were zoich they merited despite the difficulties involved to perform another mitzvah and, and therefore I decided without a shadow of a doubt to go on with the blessing so we see that no matter what situation even the craziest of situations that there is an element that the Jewish people are willing to risk anything in order to do a mitzvah 
to be connected to Hashem. Yiratzon that we'll be able to take this idea into our Hanukkah this year. Good Shabbos and uh, have a Freilich in Hanukkah.